Welcome back to The Resupply, with me, DK. And me, Than. Bringing you your weekly double tap of all things Laser Force and Space Marines related. So, if you've probably figured out by now, um, a little bit of a different intro this week, because the podfather himself, Guy Next Door, is not available for today's recording. So we're going to have to go with a brand new team-up scheme, where it's just going to be me and Than talking about laser tag stuff, and hopefully we don't lose the podcast before Steve gets back. So we miss you, Steve. We look forward to seeing you again soon. You know, so somehow somehow I think we can probably manage this. I'm just throwing it out there. It's not like we have any trouble talking shit about lasers either. No, those seem like famous last words to me. I mean, you're not wrong, but, <laughs> you know... Well, in any case, we are happy to be coming to you this week, even without our illustrious founder, co-host, and leader guy next door. And we have a very special guest this week. We are going to be talking to somebody we have not had on the podcast, brand new guest. We're bringing in Wombat, all the way from Perth, Australia. Hi there. Welcome to to the podcast. Um, appreciate you coming on um yeah trying to get the scheduling to work for this was, was definitely a little interesting as far as how many different time zones we were tr- trying to to accommodate but i'm glad that we were able to make it work and bring and bring you on here yeah it's great uh, i deal with the time zone thing all the time um so yeah nothing new here well this was almost a new record for the resupply and getting together people from Texas, California, Auckland, New Zealand, and all the way out in Western Australia. For those American listeners who, like all Americans, don't have any sense of geography, Perth is all the way on the west coast of Australia, whereas most of those other cities you've heard of are all the way on the east coast. And Australia is big, so it's a long ways away. But of course, sure. but of course, Steve-O had to go and screw it up by not being here, so we don't have all four time zones re- represented. So you know, I'm 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 just gonna blame blame steve at this point for us not you know taking that taking that box as far as you know having four time zones all represented with the spacing so well he's not here to defend himself so that exactly is obviously the best option so why don't we just go ahead and uh, jump into it wombat i know than and i have known you for a while at least by reputation and from talking on the old laser force forums and uh zone message boards and things like that, but why don't you uh, tell all the kids out there what a little bit about, about your background, who, who you are, and how you got into all this crazy laser tag stuff. Damn kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it's a, quite a long story. I've been in the industry now for um, oh, uh, 29 years working in the industry and playing for a few years before that. Uh, I like to tell people I started when I was three, uh, just so they can do the math and think I'm a little younger than I am. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I actually started uh, at Quasar, which became Quasar, um, and I uh, used to sweep the arena for free games on school holidays and help out and stuff, and eventually was employed for cash. And uh, That sounds uh, super familiar. That sounds <laughs> We've like, all been there. Yeah. That, wow. Yep, that sounds like a very common route that most of us got jobs at our various laser tag establishments. It, it does seem to be, because the, the manager at the time said he started that way as well. And I said, oh, cool, I'll be a manager one day. And, and then I, now I own three stores. Um, so, yeah, so definitely the dream came true in that respect. Um, so, yeah, so from Cusa, um they became 
uh, the store actually changed to a Zone 3. Um, so that's how I got involved with the Zone. Uh, I then, a couple of years later, um, managed a store, another store that was a Zone, and eventually purchased stores and sort of never looked back. And then we only recently changed over to Laser Force um, about five years ago. Um, so it's um, it's quite a quite a different scenario sort of thing, um, different group of people. Um, but yeah, we we haven't looked back really. We're really enjoying it. Cool. So you guys started with uh, with the Gen Seven gear when you opened up, uh, or I guess converted over to Laser Force. Uh, yeah. So Gen Seven, all three stores, um, and then uh, recently the Malaga store upgraded to Gen Eight. Uh, actually, recently, about ten months ago. I mean that's still that's still pretty recent, all things considered. So yeah. And are these all out in Western Australia? All three of these stores? Uh, yeah. So they're all around Perth. Um, okay. Uh, just sort of uh, an hour and ten minutes apart in driving time. That actually sounds nice. so fantastic. Like, okay, so you've got three stores that are all owned by someone who, you know, is is super into the comp scene, which means that all three of them, I'm going to just make an assumption, all probably have a certain level of of competitive player base. And when you decide, oh, hey, I'm I'm slightly bored with this maze. You've got another one that you can go to that's going to have competition within a within a relatively reasonable driving distance. That sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah, we, the players here are very lucky in that way. In, in respect to other cities in Australia, there are sort of only a few sites that do uh, a league, and you could be driving two hours uh, to get between them or three hours. Um, or more. So, uh, yeah, we do see a lot of overlap between our players. Um, people will often play at two sites a season. Um, occasionally, somebody will do the whole three, um, although that gets a bit much, <laughs> three nights a week. I mean, you're talking to two people right now that don't really have a site. Yeah, so... some people are playing at three different sites, and some of us don't even have any. You spoiled bastards. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I have no sites, just all the sites that are relatively close to me here in the DFW area are all very much full um, FEC sites that don't run advanced games and all that fun stuff, so... Man, I would still play two standard games a week. I, I gotta get my fix in somehow, Than Come on, what are you doing out there? Um, playing in a band, which takes most of my time. <laughs> playing in bands, mowing the lawn. It's just like a full King of the Hill experience over there in Texas, man. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, you're not wrong. I wish I could argue with that, but you're not wrong. But okay, so we, we've already established on this uh, podcast that the players in the Perth area are very lucky to have their choice of three different sites in a 10-minute driving distance they can go to, all of which have competitive play because you got Wombat at the helm who is helping to develop the, the competitive scene out there. So I know recently you guys um, just finished your Australian laser tag titles. Is that the official name of the event? Uh, yep, that's correct. Yep, we just uh, all last week. Um, the event ran from uh, Sunday through to Friday uh, with a Friday night presentation dinner uh, on at, at the site uh, with caterers coming in, um, and uh, it was a really really enjoyable event. Um, it was great to see so much great sportsmanship, which is something I really promote. And always have, um, and uh, people just really, really enjoyed enjoyed the week, and and they're already planning their teams for next year. 
Wow, impressive. Well, I know um, both of us got to enjoy the stream a little bit that was on there. We were super impressed with how the the stream went with the split screen for the location of the different bases were, the score screen, and then you managed to to work in the the commentators actually popping up there as well. Yeah, we um, we really wanted to make it a big deal and and make a bit of an impact on the on the world really with it. Um, and uh, we've seen other people doing it, and we just wanted to do it that little bit better. Um, we of course um, we don't play much Space Marines. Um, and so we didn't realize where the players would be a uh, majority of the time. And so mm. unfortunately we didn't have cameras uh, in those spots. So when it came to the Space Marines games, um, we were a little bit lacking on uh, visual footage of the play. Um, <laughs> yeah, I only, I only got to see one or two of them. Uh, but yeah, there, were, there was not a lot of activity going on at the, the bases the way there were in the force field games. Well, and then, and then the, the other thing that was happening a couple times was um, like people would camera shift and take the scoreboard off the screen and it's like no bring that back there's there's nothing happening on that camera bring bring back the scoreboard where's the scoreboard but you know that's just you know that, that was just me being you know, whiny little, little bitch at that point like <laughs> wanting my scoreboard back because you know I'm I'm a Laser Force player. I'm used to my scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're big believers here on the resupply that anything that's good can usually still be made better. So it was a great thing to, to see on Twitch. I think you have definitely set the uh, the bar, the gold standard, and expectation for what next year is going to look like. So Accurate. That, that I would definitely agree and with. Demi Hawk and, and Morange and all you guys you have most of a year to, to get ready, so it better be at least that good next year. Yeah, we've actually, um, they've actually been in touch already to get some advice actually on, on setting it all up. Um, and uh, we, we already have the cameras in at our Port Kennedy store where we're hosting it next year, and um, we just, we will play some Space Marines and just double check that we've got them in the right places for that, just to get a bit more footage uh, this year around. But what you were saying about them taking the scoreboard away, um, with it being the first year we've done it, and everyone being amateurs, they uh, we often needed reminding in the chat to you know put the scoreboard back up, uh, which <laughs> is quite hilarious. Yeah, but it, well, live and learn. Yeah, and but but also, I mean, I, I I didn't spend a ton of time in the chat, unfortunately, just with the with the time difference when things were starting. I was like, okay, I might be able to watch for you know an hour or two, and it's like, okay, I've got a 5.45 a.m. alarm. I need to get some sleep. Um, it, it was, even for the relative lack of SM5 game knowledge and, and experience, um, you know, the people that were do, doing the commentating weren't doing a bad job. And one of the things that I thought was pretty cool is there there were definitely times when like they would say something and kind of like ask the chat like does anybody know you know why you know why that happened or or you know what or you know what the these max outs are and the chat was able to provide the answer and you know kind of get that two-way learning going back back and forth oh my god I sound so corporate right now Jesus can't you tell what I do on a on a daily basis with you know how i have to talk normally sold out to the man totally but you know it pays it pays my bills and it lets me travel so it's fine um so yeah so just i mean just from that aspect and 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 
especially with the with the force field games also um because i know you know pretty much all of of us in watching you know force field you know from the you know the primary laser force side if you want to call it that we're watching the force field game kind of going we don't know what's happening and we're typing questions in, in, into the chats like what what is this and and the commentators were really good about giving us answers so it was a, it was a really cool um back and forth where everybody was tr- it felt like everybody was trying to learn from fr- from each other and um there wasn't really any of that oh this game sucks because it's not xyz which honestly i was a little afraid was going to happen within within the chat just with our because, community? No. Yeah, just because just because humans. Um so that was something that I was worried was gonna happen and I didn't really see any of, so that was really cool. Well maybe if it was ten years ago, but we're all old and we've mellowed out now, so you know. Yeah, there's de- definitely um some rivalry there between the different game formats and the whole zone and laser force thing. Um but yeah, I was really, really happy with how how that all went down as well. Um and we, I think we actually learned quite a bit from the people in the chat from uh, US and New Zealand that, that were helping us out with hints and tips along the way. Um, yeah, so I, I, was, I just thought the whole thing was a really, really positive experience. Not, not only that, we, we actually had people that were non-players in there, like parents and siblings, uh, who were watching along, finally seeing what their son or daughter is into and and they were asking questions as well and and they really enjoyed it. We got a lot of good feedback from them as well. We're taking the next step toward being a legitimate spectator sport, so I'm all for it. That's where the money is. That's right. Yeah, on on ESPN Ocho. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> the Ocho, baby. So so how long have um, you been running the Australian Laser Tag titles and did this start with with Zone and it just kind of converted over to, to Force when you made the switch? Uh, no, no. Actually, I was on the I was on the founding committee for the the Zone National Titles, which actually still runs. Um, it's it's a huge event. Um, but when I switched, I really wanted to get get one going in the laser force scene. There didn't seem to be anything big happening in Australia. Uh, so in two thousand and fifteen, we had a tournament in Rockhampton in Queensland, um, and we only had four teams, so it was, it was really tiny. Um, the next year we moved it to Perth, actually to Malaga, where we just hosted again. And um, so in 2016, I think we had around 10 teams. Um, and then uh, due to personal life, I had to actually step back for a couple of years. And uh, so nothing happened for a couple of years until now uh, when I was ready to actually get it all going again and uh, and hoping to stick to it. So really hoping that next year we bump over the 10 team mark so we can get back on track. Uh, to really boost this thing. That's really cool. So you had ten teams this uh, this last year. Uh, just uh, six teams this year, but it was just ten 16. teams okay. in 2016. Yeah. So yeah, we're hoping we we can bump over the over the ten for next year. We definitely understand the um, you know trying to make it past certain team number hurdles. Um, that's definitely been a been a thing that, that that we've experienced on on our side as well. There was a point where a six team tournament was like, oh my god, this is this, this is a big tournament. 
And yes, now... I I remember the the second West Coast tournament that we had. We were astounded that we had six teams that were all willing to go and play a regional tournament. So it's I mean, it's not nice to see it. You know, see things on both sides. You know, trying to build. I also do understand the oh, you know, primary organizer steps back and suddenly nobody steps up to do anything and things go by the wayside. It's funny how that happens sometimes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work goes into running uh, a week-long event. Um, and for people that probably haven't done that sort of thing before, um, probably don't realize the effort and time it takes. And there's no reward for it in regards to money or anything like that. It, it's it's done for the love of a love of it. Um, and a lot of people really just don't, don't want the pressure. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. We Both of us have been in that thankless job position, so I, I definitely... Uh you on that one, but it is for certainly love of the game, as as you described. So, what uh, what formats did you guys play at this year's uh, titles? Um, so we started the week on the Sunday night with a triples format. Uh, so it was three people to a team um, going into the maze, and we sent in um, I think it was six teams a game, um, and uh, it was played under DM three uh, format. Oh um, wow. So that was just a it's just a novelty event. Um, we drew the teams out of a hat, so we sort of put all the visiting players in a hat uh, with some of our weakest players, and then we divided our other uh, the rest of our players into two uh, two hats uh, on ability, and then drew one person with each hat to make the teams. Um, so they were relatively even, uh, which may, always makes for a great comp. Um, but the idea of that comp is actually just uh, for to mingle, to get people playing with people they don't normally play with and make sure the visiting players get to know some of the local players uh, from the get-go, which alleviates some of that us and them um, stuff where which can cause friction later in the week. Um, no. Like <laughs> friction at a laser tag tournament between sites? I never. Well, recently we haven't, but maybe once upon a time. <laughs> oh, once, yeah, once upon a time, yeah. Anyway, that is that is a, a really good point, though, and I think that's a good way to get people involved, to get that social atmosphere kind of working, and to introduce people to the field. I know we had talked about trying to do something like that in conjunction with a tournament, but we just didn't have the time. So I think that that's really cool that you guys um, started off the the tournament that way by getting people to know each other, to learn the field, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's just um, I, I've been involved. Uh, for a long time in tournaments and leagues and stuff, and and it's and just finding ways to just sort of um, uh, bring everyone together in a social way. Um, it's like we also have we also schedule a drinks night. Uh, I mean, drinking happens on most nights, but we have special <laughs> drinks night where we where we get together at, at a location and really get to know each other. And we try to schedule that right in the start of the week as well, so that um, we can create that uh, camaraderie between everyone. Uh, before we get into the serious games, um, and and you know people get a little bit more hot headed, but actually realistically this year I didn't really see any of it, which is was really surprising, um, especially with uh, five of the team pretty much being mostly local players um, who have known each other for a long time. It's pretty easy for them to butt heads, but um, no, that was that was it was actually really good. Good, I'm glad to hear it. Okay, so you started out with DM three. And then we'll move on to after that. So uh, on the Monday, then we started the two team events, which was the Space Marines Five and Force Field. 
uh, half a half day of each, I think, and then um, then that night was uh, uh, drinks night, and then Tuesday uh, was I think just force field uh, or just Space Marines, and then uh, that night we had our Highlander tournament, which is our solos tournament. Um, not everyone plays in that because some people don't like. People either love or hate that game. Um, <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, I, I know that. <laughs> And uh, I mean, I like it, but I'm really crap at it against the good players. So, <laughs> so I don't play in the tournament one, but I love playing it socially. Um, we've we're sort of uh, actually toying with ideas of changing that format for next year. But um, I, the people who like Highlander will probably be really upset. We're sort of we're sort of thinking either Gladiator or Co- uh, Color Conquest even. Um, uh, that would be but, interesting. Yeah, so I, I would really love to try the Color Conquest as a solo tournament. Um, yeah, that that is actually, it quickly, when it came out in the Laser Force software, became one of my favorite, I guess, quote-unquote, non-competitive games, just as a, a warm-up game. I, I think it actually has quite a bit of potential. There's a lot of interesting things to that game. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very well-designed game, actually. Um, I also like it as a, a social game, um, definitely. Um, and it's uh, and and actually even the general public, uh, we often try to throw one in here and there in our public games, and people really really enjoy it. Um, so I'm pushing for that, but I don't know whether people will agree with me uh, or not. Um, and then after that, we did doubles, which is played under um, our force field format, um, but it's just pairs, and there's nine or ten pairs in each game, uh, and there's four base targets active. Um, so it's that's one of the most intense uh, uh, games you can ever play is doubles because you have only one partner uh, and then you have like 16, 18 other people as your enemy. Yeah, that sounds like it could be a, an interesting format too and I imagine those uh, base runs can get pretty nerve-wracking there. Uh, yeah, they do because you each, each shot you put into the base target you actually lose points. Right. So if you don't get the base cleanly, you can end up with a easily end up with a negative score. Yeah, for for those of you who are listening who are not used to the um, force field or zone emulator or Z game, whatever you guys call it in in your catalog um, format, yeah, that's a major component of the game is you lose points in t- for hitting the base until you actually destroy it. So base denial is one of the key things in the game, which is why the cameras were set up in the arena, I can only assume around the, the base areas because that's where a lot of the action is going to take place. That's right, yeah. So the scoring, most of the scoring is, is based around uh, the bases, so uh, most of the action occurs uh, there, uh, apart from your in-out Malaga maze being so big, um, has a good area to snipe from upstairs, which we also had a camera in so they could flip to it and see who was sniping from up there. Very cool. Okay, so wow, that is a, a lot of game formats under that for, for six different teams. That, that kind of takes me back to the old days of the U.S. tournaments where we would play, you know, four or five different game formats. And... Yeah, but, but we also only had like four teams, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to you wanna put not too fine, too fine a po- point on it, I mean, yeah, you go back to like 2002 and... and... 99 and all that and yeah we're playing you know SM4 and SM5 and D&D all and and Masters all, all in the same tournament but yeah but there were only four teams that, that we had to cycle through on that so that made it made it a little easier to get a lot easier to get through some of the yeah. stuff um, it, was, it was different I'll at least say that but it's good that 
the players are getting exposure to a lot of different game formats, especially um, since I know a, a lot of them are, are um, sort of converted zone players. Is is that a fair statement? A uh, very fair statement, yeah. So have you found that bringing in just the, the force field format is a good way of getting them used to, to Laser Force? Does it generate more interest in the other Laser Force games, or is it just kind of the, well, we, we prefer playing that because that's what we're used to? Um, I think it's I think it's um, they prefer to play that because that's what they're used to. Um, but I also find with uh, when we're recruiting new people, um, they do find force fields so much easier to comprehend uh, than Space Marines. And Space Marines has so much to it. Um, it it takes, it's got a huge learning curve uh, where uh, the force field is only a, a slightly harder version of a public game, really. Um, so it's much much easier for pick to convert people to a league player uh, playing that. So um, mm-hmm. and then because everyone's so used to that, it is hard to get them to then commit another night to play uh, Space Marines. So uh, but after I've had a few messages since the tournament over the weekend, and there's a lot of people really keen for me to to um, make sure we have an ongoing Space Marines uh, tournament. Um, so uh, maybe this will be the start. <laughs> Well, and and that'd be cool. And the 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 difference in learning curve between force field Z game, standard zone game, however you want to describe it in, in this context, um, versus Space Marines Five. I mean, this is this is definitely something that um, that like that that we've had discussions between some of us on on the pure laser force side side of the house um, because you know we we would look at the the zone zone tournaments and you know you know Australian zone, zone nationals have you know 20 plus teams and US zone before it kind of imploded on, on itself similar sort of thing where it would have you know 25 30 teams at at a tournament and and you know the the discussions of well, yes, it is a it that the game does have a lower barrier to entry because at its core it is a more basic game. I'm not saying it's a bad game by any means, um, but it is at its core a more basic game. And as you say, people can can grasp it quicker. Whereas you try to bring somebody new into Space Marines Five, there's so many other game knowledge pieces that if they don't have a certain level of gameplay experience with certain other game modes and just being used to certain other things it's it's a lot to try to get into somebody's head to to start with i mean i know when sacramento originally opened you know back in 1997 um they they tried sm5 at at the start, and they were like, "Nope, this makes no sense." But Didn't SM- have any idea what we we're doing. <laughs> but but SM four made 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 great sense. So so that was the 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 official league tournament game in Sacramento until at least like mid nineteen ninety eight before SM five was even kind of brought back into any any type of rotation. So. Um, yeah, we 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 totally understand and sympathize with the trying to 
bring new players into the Space Marines fivefold as a there's a lot going on and there's so many little nuances that right off the jump you're just not going to pick up um, and and it does require a certain number of games in that game type to even start to feel comfortable with it. I don't think I had started feeling comfortable with it until I was at least 50 to 100 games in. And even now, with the more games in than I care to admit, there's still things that I find, you know, nuance-wise, it's like, oh, I should maybe do that instead of this other thing that I was doing. You still bad, bro? I am bad. I'm freaking <laughs> terrible. Yeah, we we that's that's exactly exactly it sort of thing. We um there is so many little things uh that you need to know about the game, um and the roles and how it all works and and strategies and I mean um it's we, we also don't really have anyone here that's uh we we do have one player here that's originally from Brisbane. Um, That'd be Gooby. So they have, yeah, it's Gooby. Yep, um and uh. So we have some knowledge, uh, but and we used to have a player from Ballarat, but he's moved back to Melbourne. Um, so it's it's sort of difficult when you don't have uh, those local mentors to sort of get you into the game, and you have to learn it from scratch uh, by yourself. Yeah, mm. yeah, that was the that was definitely Sacramento originally as well, where it was, you know, you're just you're feeling things out, and you start doing things one way, and then you know, some team of nobodies figures out how to double tap before anybody else, and they win a league that nobody was expecting them to. Yeah, <laughs> what a bunch of amateurs. <laughs> we actually we, we did at least see you guys do that on the stream. So we we know you figured out how to double resupply. Oh, yeah, so you're, yeah, we, you're ahead of where we were. <laughs> um, I actually had a question for you guys. Is yeah. um, we were we've been uh, toying with different ideas and. Um, has Space Marines always been a 15-minute game? In so the kind as... of major tournament format, yes, but we have played it as other game lengths when we've been running um, smaller leagues and things like that. We actually mostly used to play 10-minute Space Marines 5 uh, in, in Sacramento until we were exposed to kind of the international scene and 15 minutes kind of became the more standard variation on it. And there, and, and there, there are some game timing and flow not actually timing is, is is the wrong word. There's some game flow reasons why 15 minutes seems to be the the ideal length for it. Um, you know, the play played at a at a shorter length um, to to my mind um, usually at about that like eight to nine minute mark is usually right about when the game is getting interesting because you know the t- teams have you know done done their initial setups and their initial attacks have happened and at about that eight to nine minute mark is usually when you see the game start turning one way or or the other obviously there are exceptions to that you know some games turn really early and they're really quick elims um but as far as the the breathability to to the game 15 minutes seems to be the right length Length for it. Um, there have been ideas, um, quasi-ish, tossed around, tossed around over the years of you know changing the game length, but then altering you know 
the lives given and shots given and how many lives a nuke takes and stuff like that. But it's always kind of come back to that the the game and the positions and everything else is essentially perfectly balanced. I mean, there's some things that may be a little off scale, but but by and large, the game is balanced. I I think I mentioned on 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 the chat, and I think you were commentating at the time that I don't think there's been a change made to SM5 in 20 years. Um, and and the only change that I can necessarily think of was I'm pretty sure that a team resupply used to deactivate the entire team, um, and that went away. Oh, if so, that was definitely like pre-1997, because that was never the case since we started playing Space Marines. I was, I was pretty sure it did, but I could be I, I could be wrong on that again. I'm old. I've slept since. Who then. knows? Human um, memory is terribly flawed. So it is terribly maybe, flawed. Maybe we can get a tragic scorpion on to answer that question. But that that is definitely a, a good question. But as far as the the positions and the hit points and the shot powers and the resupply amounts and all that, like that has not changed in yeah definitely in twenty plus years. So yeah, yeah. I I was on the stream because I I made the comment that um. I find that it's a really, really well-balanced game for all of the roles. Like every role has its pros and cons, and and I'm amazed how balanced uh, that actually is. Um, so I, I never would want to mess with any of that part of it. Uh, but what we were hoping is that maybe it would be suitable to run it at a 12-minute game, um, just so that we can fit more teams in. I know there's been talk uh, in the international tournament about. The fitting more teams, uh, they will will need to look at some some way of, of finding uh, a way of putting them in. I guess shortening the game time is, is one way. Um, we were also wondering about um, uh, why there were matches rather than just games, because obviously uh, in force field uh, with the base targets being so important, um, you would you could sort of say that it would be important to do a, a three way match. Um, in mm-hmm. in that format, but what we do is we just schedule it so you play every color the the same amount of times, and we try and uh, and you play the other teams as equal as you can. So uh, sort of sort of we're sort of thinking, does is that could we just do that with space brands as well, and not and not have matches, just have games? It could work. I mean, you of course can do anything that you want with it, especially for training purposes, just for learning the games and stuff like that. And there isn't a 100% you must do this to, to run a proper league um, kind of scenario. But as far as the rationale behind it, I think is basically twofold. One is because in some fields, one color is going to play stronger than the other just because of they probably have access to a stronger resupply point that's closer to where they, they start the game, so that gives them a little bit of an inbuilt advantage, and you want every team to sort of benefit from that equally. And second, just to kind of iron out any potential um, discrepancies in the the vests that are used by either side, that certainly is less of an issue than it used to be, especially with Gen 8, because most of the gear is top of the line, and you don't run into the same kind of inconsistencies between the the gear that you used to. But that's really the primary rationale for why it is you you play from both sides. I guess it would be like... um, 
flipping sides in the middle of a of a rugby match or something like that, so that you ensure that the sun is equally in in both sides' eyes and nobody benefits from the the sun being in any one position. I guess. Uh yeah, that that's what that's what I was thinking. Um, I, the reason I, I'm asking is obviously because um, you guys have way more experience than we do, and and I, I know over time things change and become a certain way for a certain reason, and and uh, and I'd rather learn that from someone else than have to learn it for ourselves. Yeah, so we, we definitely did in the past play shorter Space Marines games for our own leagues that we had locally, and the game does play different when it's shorter. The, the kind of end game phase comes a little bit earlier, and eliminations, at least in a lot of fields, are going to be a bit more rare if you, uh, if you shorten the game. Um, that's going to vary a little bit by field, though, because as we've learned over the years, some arenas play much faster than others. Like Auckland or St. George probably experience a lot of eliminations. I feel like Detroit has relatively few, just by comparison. At the same time, though, it's 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 actually it's kind of refreshing to hear the, oh, hey, we know you guys have been doing this for a long time. Let's, you know, pick your brains and, and see what see what we can learn as opposed to some of the experiences we've had trying to, you know, onboard sites where it's like, well, we're no, we're we're gonna do our own thing because we 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 don't care about this body of history that you've got doing this. Um just it does make for kind of a nice change. Um and and the re reverses is definitely true as well because I mean there are definitely things that that we do that you know we do because we've just, we've been doing them for for a long time, and yes, they they work. But sometimes it's also nice to have somebody who doesn't have, necessarily have the preconceived biases in looking at some of our stuff and going, "Have you thought about this?" And maybe we have, and you know, maybe it's something that like, okay, we 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 did that prior, and here's X Y Z as as to why we don't do it that way anymore. But there may also be things where it's like, actually, we've never thought about that. We should try that. So I'm, yeah. I, I'm d definitely fr from a, you know, getting the best of both worlds, um, ideas wise. Like this, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited that you guys are, you know, more a part. You know, that that we're trying to get you know the scenes integrated and you know, get everybody, you know, talking and making sure that, that, that we are sharing the, the the ideas around so that we can make any tournaments that that we're running, you know, the absolute best things that that they can be because really at the end of the day, you know, all of us want a strong tournament scene. All of us want to be able to, you know, travel to other places and, you know, hang out and talk shit and play play lasers with you know new people so anything like, like this to you know blend things together is only going to be a positive hey, yeah i totally agree i i just um i this i just sort of you just got to find that balance between um uh the game being um totally playable and enjoyable and also involving the numbers um because obviously if you if you stick to low numbers then um it's a, a much easier for the the scene in the league to or tournament to sort of disappear uh, because obviously uh, life gets in the way for a lot of people 
buying houses, having families, um, and uh, and so if you don't have the uh, bigger numbers to keep that keep it growing and keep it uh, sort of um, progressing, then um, then yeah, you can, you can sort of easily see it drop off all of a sudden. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to think of ideas of keeping our tournament um, how it is, but but also to just you know, be able to accommodate the extra numbers. I mean, we will come up with a maximum number that we think we can accommodate uh, to keep it all fun. Um, I've got to sit down and still actually calculate that out. Yeah, there there is always some number that's out there. You're like, ugh, yeah, it's hard to extend beyond that. But obviously, you do have a little bit more flexibility with either shorter games, more teams in the mix, um, or running different game formats. So that is one thing we talked about on a previous podcast of not necessarily making this uh, replacing, you know, kind of what we've been doing with, with Space Marines, but developing a parallel tournament scene where there is an accommodation for more teams that's made. And I, I think if maybe more of the, the players at other Laser Force sites see what you guys have been doing, that there can be some of that give and take over, you know, it's not just Space Marines that we can run. There are these other games we could get into, or this might at least give us some kind of template for how do you run a multi-format tournament without feeling like you're sacrificing a lot of the, the game that you're used to and that you've come to love. That's exactly right. Um, w- when we started the, the Zone National Titles in Australia, I'd been running leagues for a very long time. A very, uh, we were the strongest league in Australia by far. Um, and the committee would always bring things up and want to make changes that we'd already done in league um, that were not good. And I was tr- would try my heart out to say to them, you know, um, we've done this. It didn't work. This is why. Uh, but still sometimes they would vote it in and we'd, we'd have a tournament and then they'd go, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, I have, I have, I did tell you, we have experienced this. Like, I wasn't just making it up because I like things my way. But, um, yeah, yeah it's so, some people can be so stubborn in, um, in wanting to learn things for themselves. But um, that's that's why I'm really happy to have the doors open uh, between the groups. Um, the stream, uh, part of the intention of the stream was for that to to sort of showcase what we do and and bring everyone sort of closer together um, because the, the scenes are quite different and uh, but but we all still love lasers that's that's the key you know and and it is heaps of fun meeting new people who also love it and and just learning how they play and 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 what they did you know there's no wrongs and rights really it's just um, it's it's just about having fun making friends this is very true uh, I, I will fully acknowledge and admit that I am kind of a, a Space Marine snob that that is really what I prefer to play and by far my favorite game format but I will be honest I mean playing especially on Laser Force gear playing um, you know Force Field or other zone emulator games I actually kind of enjoy um, because it's at least on the gear that I'm used to so I, I'm hoping that would be kind of a, a gateway for, for other players because I think it is a, a good other format for people to learn and experiment with and to learn new tricks and things like that yeah, I mean, it's it's still very much team based, and um, and uh, you still need the communication and stuff. So um, yeah. it, I I still think that it's a good stepping stone to learning Space Marines. Um, the only problem is, is um, yeah, it's pretty bad when you go from Force Field to Space Marines and your medic decides to be uh, aggressive. 
<laughs> that's yeah, the problem. Uh, you yeah, can you can the uh, direct them back to the uh, the podcast series that we did on how to play the f- the five different positions in that case because I'm pretty sure one of the first things I mentioned was yeah don't go out by yourself when you're the medic. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're running away to hide in a corner, don't don't uh, go out and get too many grand ideas about uh, scoring a ton of points. So you, what what you can you? Uh, really, sorry, you guys would have really laughed. Um, uh, when you saw us play our first Space Marines games when we first switched to Laser Force, because all of the medics just did that. They just ran out and attacked, and uh, <laughs> their poor team didn't have any lives. <laughs> well, I mean, as 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 much as we would you know, like to laugh at that, and okay, we're probably going to a little just because of experience. Um, I know when, when we first started playing Space 5 in, in Sacramento, we thought it would be a good idea to split the ammo and the medic so like the ammo would go with like a commander and a scout and the medic would go with the heavy and the other scout um i don't know why we thought that was a good idea in the initial but it was definitely you're always guaranteed something i mean if you find at least one of the resupplies you can get something yeah so that was um so that was definitely a thing that happened so um yeah i mean i can I, I do have this this mental image of okay, you know, you're you're just get getting the gear. You're playing this game that you've you you've 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 read the stat sheet on, and but you have like no grounding in it. It's like, yep, medics, we're gonna run out and be battle medics. And I mean, you, I'm gonna guess they figured out pretty quickly that was not the way to do that. Maybe. <laughs> Well, well, maybe well, we, we maybe we shouldn't knock this then. I mean, after all, if the medics go out and attack early, that means they die earlier, which means the game ends earlier, which means you can get more games in, and we can fit in more teams into the tournament. So maybe we should just force medics to attack. I hate you so much. <laughs> I know. Okay, so so what else are some of your reflections or experiences now having run Space Marines in a, in a tournament format here, Wombat? Um, I think we have a lot to learn. Um. But um, no, I think actually the two top teams I think uh, did really well. Um, they both did have some uh, uh, Space Marines experience on them, um, so that's why they I guess they stayed out ahead of the other teams. Um, but um, yeah, it's um, we just I don't know we just sort of see where we go. But like I said, there's been um, interest over the weekend. People sort of saying we need to sort of uh, play it more regularly and stuff. So. Uh, it's about sort of setting that up now, so that um, in a way that people can uh, make it. I've tried in the past, and people were just finding it hard to commit another night to come and and play. Um, but I think now that they've played it competitively again, uh, they might make more effort uh, to come along. Yeah, and I'm and I'm telling you, Perth players, make the time. Don't take laser tag for granted, because you never know if it's uh, gonna disappear on you one day. As all Sacramento players are so painfully, painfully aware. Painfully aware, <laughs> several times over. Yeah. So I, I guess th- that's a that's a good transition for two things. Is number one, if you are a Perth area player, and you are looking to learn more about Space Marines. You want to get maybe uh, a tournament under your belt with some of the more experienced players and learn some of their tricks of the trade, so to speak. Uh, I've heard tell there's going to be a tournament in Auckland next year, sometime around uh, July 20th or so. Yeah, July 20th to July 24th. I mean, if we're if we're really going to be, you know, accurate 
with the yeah. dates. I mean, really. This this is not an official resupply uh, announcement, by the way, because of course we would never take that away from Guidex Door from being able to make the official announcement. But I've heard tell there might be a tournament in Auckland around that time. <laughs> I, had, I had heard that too, actually. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm I'm glad that that word has traveled. So, do you? Th- but serious question: Do you think there would be interest in getting a, a team of six or even more than six, maybe getting multiple teams out from your side of the country to cross all the way over the outback and then out into the into the sea to travel to New Zealand? Uh, I, ha- I have shared the, the event with the players. Um, they're all pretty exhausted from our tournament, so I don't think they're thinking that far ahead. But um, ah, quitters, I believe come on. Um, I, there is um, a, lot of, a lot of our players still play in the zone tournament as well. Um, which is early in the year, around March. Um, and there's also a world tournament that um, there's a talk that there's a team from WA going to. So um, so I'm not sure how well they might fit it in, but um, uh, I'll definitely be keeping it in their sights. Um, it'd be really nice if we could get a team to attend, actually. Yeah, we, we would love to have you guys. It's been a while since we've brought in a, a new site into our, uh, our little club. So to speak. So we'd love to have at least some of you guys come out, experience the the tournament, and get some new blood in there. And by the uh, the same token, I've I've heard also some tell that you guys might be doing another similar kind of tournament, maybe right around the same time. Uh, yeah. So we we currently have it scheduled for the week after uh, the New Zealand tournament, uh, hoping that some of the players from that tournament. Uh, might find then find it easy to jump over here to Perth. Uh, uh, hey, to what a coincidence! Give ours a go, yeah. Uh, but um, I also heard murmurs uh, this morning about a bus tour being organised uh, in New Zealand. Um, so um, the, for the week after, so that kind of clashes a little. Uh, so we're actually looking at actually possibly moving our tournament to the week before uh, the New Zealand tournament. Um, just to say anyone who is interested can then attend all three events. Wow, you guys are just really trying to make me spend uh, my whole paycheck traveling all throughout the, the southern hemisphere, it looks like. They really are, man. Well, I mean, you travel all this way, why not, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, for people who have no sense of geography, Perth has only got to be like a, like a two-hour flight from Auckland, right? Uh, <laughs> just, a, just a little more, actually. People on the east coast can fly to Auckland cheaper than they can fly to Perth. <laughs> it's a bit of a joke. You guys probably don't know that. Um, in Australia, we we consider New Zealand just another state of Australia. Yeah, I can see that. No, I I I'm painfully aware of that because I lived in Auckland for four and a half years, so I am well aware of you know. Damn Australians just thinking that New Zealand's just another just another state for them to, you know, show up in and work and all that good stuff. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> just popping over for the weekend, bunch of jerks. <laughs> yeah. For for relative geography for Americans who are listening to this podcast, um, basically if you've been to Brisbane or Sydney, going to Perth is would be like traveling from New York to Los Angeles in the States. So it's not just a quick hop, skip and a jump over. Plus, I mean New Zealand, you got to tack on another couple hours to, to get from the East Coast of Australia. So it would be a bit of a time commitment, but at least speaking for myself, I know there is the interest there. Now, whether or not I have the funds and the time off and everything else to, to coordinate getting there, 
would be a little bit of a different issue, but I definitely want to get some of our players to potentially return the favor, get over and see what the Australian laser tag titles are all about, because I think that would be a, a great experience too. Yeah, um, like um, we've actually also um, had interest from the UK and Germany, I think it was as well. Um, so, I mean, it'd be pretty cool if we saw players from those countries visiting as well. Yeah, I think you guys would have a better claim to being a world tournament than, than we do. So I guess we, we have to, to catch up here pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, there's something to, to drop in for all you U.S. and Australian and New Zealand players who are listening to this podcast is keep under your hat sometime around the, the Auckland Nats. If you have the time and the funds and you want to make the commitment to go out to Perth, you have the opportunity to play two laser tag tournaments in the span of three weeks which sounds really good to me right now. So before yeah. we uh, finish, finish up here for the day, Wombat, who do you want to give some shout-outs to? We haven't actually discussed who won your tournament, so who do you want to uh, honor here on the podcast so they can be immortalized on the resupply? Uh, well, um, oh, none of them really, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> I'll just take all the, all the fame to fame. Um the um, having all the tournaments is there's quite a few winners really. That's another advantage of having the multiple uh, tournaments is there's not just one winner at the end of the week um, as well. Well, hopefully, um, you, ne- you never know. We did have different winners of the two team events. Um, uh, Krakens took out Forcefield uh, and Gators uh, took out the um, Space Marines. Uh, Gators were lucky enough to have Gooby from Brisbane on their team. And also her sister, Pop-Tart, who was visiting from Brisbane, um, who's also played at Brisbane. So they had what two... Lousy Brisbane players. ringers coming in and messing uh, up everybody's yeah. tournaments. That's, that's right, you know. And and uh, Brisbane sent a team to the previous two events, and they massacred in Space Marines, of course. Uh, and uh, they held their own in Force Field. They didn't win, but they, they definitely held their own uh, in there because they're, they're still laser tag players. They still know how to peep you. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, and, and then how, how about your uh, how about your your Highlander and your your doubles event? So we, we can yep. uh, narrow narrow it down here. So Highlander was taken out by X Prodigy, who is actually pre- previously known as Gamer. He played in the previous uh, titles at Malaga uh, under the name Gamer. Um, he actually plays uh, every week at least once and uh, comes to our super sessions where we do play Highlander. So he's had plenty of practice. But he actually performed really, really well at this tournament uh, and shocked a lot of people. So um, hat, hat off to him. He, he really deserved it and, um, and did very, very well. Um, uh, Triples was taken out by uh, Gooby, Method, and Chook. And Chook was visiting us from Melbourne. You may have seen his name around the uh, yes. tracks as well for the years. Yep. He is having on the suicidal chicken, was his. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, I, am, I am definitely familiar with. With that name, um, I've I've never met him, but I've seen I've seen the name enough o- over the years. And um, Night Owl from Oakley has um, mentioned his name more 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 than a few times. So yeah, familiar with the name. He's he's played on. He has no problem playing on any of the equipment. So he, um, I believe, he's played laser balls tournaments and, uh, back in his younger days. So yeah, it's um, great. Along, I've known Chuck for a very long time on the mostly on the zone scene, but he's uh, really taken a liking to the Laser Force 
uh, scene. Um, and the final one was doubles, uh, which was taken out by Method and Flash. Uh, those two as a pair here in WA, just they're just unstoppable. Uh, if they pair up for our normal league, uh, it doesn't matter who the other three players on the team are. They seem to take out take out the league. Um, we we thought about introducing a rule that they can't play together, <laughs> just so that doesn't happen. <laughs> Well, yeah, it looks like you, you might have your uh, beginnings of your, your Space Marines team there. If they have any aptitude for that, maybe maybe put them as a couple of three hits and you got a good tandem going. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, very cool. Congrats to, to all the winners on, on that front. It's good to get some new names on the on the podcast here, and hopefully we'll be able to put some names or some faces to those names here before too long. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll see um, a lot more sort of interaction between uh, the groups uh over the years to come, and uh, Germany and UK seem very keen on coming on board too. So um, that would be that would be awesome to actually have uh, players from all those countries attending um, the dis- different events uh, around the world, and also even to go and play in in the at the tournament in uh, Germany. That they had sent us some photos, and it looks like they have a good following there. So um, I'm keen to learn more about what they do and and uh, Maybe one day make it there. Yeah, absolutely. Got to cross off that play in five different countries achievement some way, right? That's right. Which is which is way harder to do if you don't live in Europe. Yeah, but it's not impossible. Just ask Greg. True. I didn't say it was impossible. I just said it was way harder <laughs> if you don't live in Europe. Even harder when you live in Australia. <laughs> Especially Western Australia. Then you don't even get New Zealand. <laughs> That's right. We just don't live near anyone. <laughs> but hey, you guys got some some lovely coastline and stuff like that that I've I've seen in pictures. So would certainly love to get out there to take in the the scenery if nothing else. So uh, any anything yeah. else uh, you want to you want to tell the listeners out there? Uh, no, nothing, nothing really. I think we covered everything that I was thinking of covering. So um, yeah, I just um, just sort of encourage anyone that that may uh, stumble upon this podcast who doesn't currently play. Uh, in a tournament or league in their local area, that to get involved with lots of friendly people and um, it's good fun, a great community to be involved in. Yep, and to that note, we have just recently made the Laser Force tournaments page um, and group on Facebook is now public if you search for it. So we're hoping to get a lot more people involved in that, and you can learn more about Laser Force tournaments, whether it's Australian titles or the Auckland Space Marines tournament that we're going to run next year or other regional tournaments. This is our best way to expand the scene. So thanks so much for for coming on, Wombat. It was great talking to you. It was great to meet you guys and and be a part of it after listening to a few of the podcasts. I'm still still trying to work my way through them all. Well, there there are definitely um, a few of them, so... Depending upon how far how far back you went, you've you've got listening material for for a while. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I I've listened to a few recent ones, and then I I decided to go back to the start. Um, so uh, yeah, I've got a bit to listen to. Well, I think they really only kind of got good uh, probably you about need... last year during the Brisbane tournament when uh, they they were bringing on a, a new co-host on a little bit more of a regular basis. I think the the podcast really took a, an uptick at that point. You need to <laughs> shut the fuck up. I am going to fucking stab you the next time I see you. I swear to God. Well, I think that's a good place to leave off for the week. So uh, for the resupply and in uh, in place of Guy Next Door, I've been DK. And I've been Than. Always remember to backtrack, keep your gun up, and buy travel insurance, kids. See you later.